handbook, which is on the resource table, and we've come to a place in that handbook called calling, uh, context and calling, all right, context and calling. And, we, and what that means is we believe every person who follows Jesus has been placed in a particular context. Maybe it's their neighborhood, their workplace, uh, some sort of social space, and has been given a calling a unique way to engage in the work that God is doing around them. And so the question for each one of us is whether or not we're going to recognize that context and step into that calling. And one of the things I love about this community is so many of us have taken that seriously. And that's been shown just in the last few gatherings as we've told those stories. We'll continue to do that over the next few all-family gatherings. Um, and yeah, I mean, it looks different for everyone today. You're going to hear about uh, a couple that have done some really awesome things in their community. And, um, you know, the goal is not go start a coffee shop in every neighborhood that anyone lives in. Don't. Uh, that's one example. <laughs> yeah. You get talked out of that. Um, but really just to see, Hey, how is God uniquely working through these two people that, that we, we, uh, share this community with, and how can we celebrate that? And then how can we, and we'll process this around the tables, how can we step into that in our unique space? Because it's going to look differently for everyone. So Eli and Heather Cockrum, uh, many of you know them. They are wonderful, a huge blessing to this community. Eli uh, serves on our directional team, and Heather uh, has been, you've both been a part of Conwell from the start. Heather is a, an amazing teacher who will occasionally allow me to talk her into getting up here and teaching. Um, and she also is, uh, uh, adds to this community in so many other ways. So super grateful for you guys, but even more so grateful for the work that you're doing in your context, uh, which would, I'll let you describe it, but you live in Colonial Village in South Knoxville. Um, you engage in the schools there and, and uh, in the community in other ways. So why don't we start off by you all just sharing a little bit about your context. Tell us about how God brought you to that space and the things you began to see. How did he begin to break your heart for your community? You want to? No. Because I was going to say, I, when when we landed in Colonial Village, uh, it was it was completely... Um, not for any other reason. It was not on our mind for being engaged in schools, being engaged in community. We were in a very different um, uh, just chapter in our lives of, of working, teaching at the University of Tennessee. I was actually working in the city of Pigeon Forge at the time, Parks and Recreation. We were just in a very different time, and we landed in South Knoxville after a very long... Well, we lived in South Knoxville when we first got married in a little apartment, but we're ready to ready to buy a house and move and landed in Colonial Village just because of um, just proximity, really, to um, halfway between uh, Heather's mom and and my family in North Knoxville. My job in in Pigeon Forge. So really, in the in the beginning, it was just out of of that. But very quickly, as um, as we got to know our neighbors at first, and then connections into Moreland Heights, even before our girls were there, um, we, we realized probably, you know, there was a reason why we were on our little corner of our street. Um, we learned very quickly that, you know, 
most of our street at the time were retired, older folks. Um, you know, sadly, we've seen several of those folks pass away uh, since we've been there, um, which was, we moved in on in late 2009, so uh, we've been there for a few minutes now. Um, but younger families, and I'll let Heather kind of speak to this uh, in just a few minutes, um, younger families have been moving in, uh, and, and over the last few years and even just the last few months, really, um, new families have moved into our street, which has really changed some of, of kind of, of a little bit of focus there. So, so yeah, um, Colonial Village, we've been there since 2009. Um, we've been involved with Moreland Heights, uh, which is the elementary school our girls went to, um, Still go to, yeah, yeah, sorry, I Blair's in the middle school now, and just automatically, I shouldn't do that, but um, but still go to, so, so yeah, you want to add anything to that? Sure, yeah, you're the teacher, remember this. Yeah, that's great, thanks for sharing that. Over the years, what are some of the needs that you began to see in your community, and how did that affect you, like, what was that journey like? Okay, so we get a, let me just preface this by saying we got a text from Charlie saying, thank you for agreeing to speak on this. And I was like, oh, Eli, are we speaking? And he said, yeah, he goes, he goes, I, he goes, you can just talk about when you didn't used to like people and how you kind of like people now and how the Lord led you to that. <laughs> yeah, he did. So let me just, along with that, let me just say that, um, that, Really, the, Eli does get all the credit for initially seeing the need. Uh, he got involved with this school very quickly because if you know anything about Eli, he jumps in. He always He's such a helper. He wants to, you know, just drive things to be their best, and um, he's, a, he's a servant. Um, I am not, and that is not my spiritual gifting at all. And so, um, so he got involved really with this school. We were leading... Well, we were part of, and then leading a life group out of fellowship uh, church. That so we—that's how we first started getting involved with Marlin Heights, doing service projects, helping around the school, um, and um, I really at that point it was just kind of like I was going along with him and knowing we should help out with this school, but it was not my jam. Would not have been how I wanted to spend my Saturdays. Um, but then he got involved in. And I you talk about this, but um, a parenting class through Commonwealth um, that they kind of started doing at Moreland Heights. And he was really um, affected, impacted by what he was hearing from these parents um, and a lot of grandparents who serve as the primary uh, guardians for the children there. And just about how they felt very alone. They didn't really have help. There's no gathering place to take your kids in South Knoxville. So, you know, if you want to meet up and it's cold weather or rainy, you know, you can go sit in the Dunkin' Donuts or the IHOP. But there's not somewhere, you know, that also just felt like a, a warm, comfortable gathering spot. And so, um, and that kind of was where the Lord ended up leading him to the calling for, um, for commonplace. And I think, I think really... Um you know, there were a lot of things that just really aligned leading into those kinds of things. I had gotten involved with um, 
through the nonprofit I was working with at the time through an organization called uh, Community Christian Community Development Organization, CCDA. And um, part of their kind of core principles in, in really being on mission in your community is listen to your community. So I had just like really been been learning about these core principles of CCDA. We had just gotten involved uh, heavily at the school throughout the years. And just really, I think the Lord was really attuning um, just our, our ears to what the community needed. Um, and, and but Heather's like leaving out completely like what she has done just in our our general neighborhood as well, not just through the school and the big thing of, of commonplace and, and, um, uh, but like just the little things, um, you know, Heather, uh, spent our time at home during COVID coordinating community activities, like a, uh, instead of the in-person like Easter egg hunts where the kids are sprinting into the field and that kind of thing, she coordinated a community, our whole neighborhood, um, basically a drive-by, like, I spy Easter egg hunt where families hid things in the yard and families could drive by and, like, spy these things out the car window and and connected with the community in that way. She coordinated um, dinners, driveway dinners during COVID where we all sat in our driveways and across from each other and had dinner together. So don't don't let her put her... All, all on me because there is a lot of missional going on here that she will not um, she will not claim. So awesome! I'm just going to have each one of you answer for the other for the rest of this time. <laughs> no, this is good. Um, great. So tell us a little bit more about uh, you. You began to assess these needs, and then the next step is pressing into the needs. So what are some tangible ways you've done that and you've, you've started to talk about that? And feel free, if you don't mind, to share the challenges of that because it has not been easy. It never is. And we need to understand that as we press into these things. Just because something is hard doesn't mean it's not what God is calling us to. So would you unpack that a little bit for us? Sure. And, um, you know, we... We were involved with schools. We had been getting to know a lot of the the families in the in the bigger South Knoxville. Um, you know, Moreland Heights serves Colonial Village, but then dips over into uh, Montgomery Village, which is um, government subsidized housing. Um, there's a lot of need there. It pulls through Vestal, so there's a lot of there's you know there's a lot of need in Vestal, and then it comes up into Colonial Village, which is very very middle class. So the dynamics of Moreland Heights are are really interesting, and um, you know even even the premise behind doing this little parenting, I have a hard time calling it a parenting class. It was more of a round table because we sat around the table and I learned so much from, from the other people, even though I was part of the instructional team of that. But, um, even that was trying to answer the need of, of when you go to Moreland Heights for any kind of activity, there is a very large portion of that school that is not there just because of like, Anything after school, you've got parents who don't have transportation or working second or third shifts or those kinds of things that aren't there, and that means their kids aren't there. Um, like, we just had a music art night, and, like, 
I think six of 17 kids of Campbell's class were there um, and, and like this need and, and that kind of thing. And the parenting class was a way to engage those community and the, and those, but those are struggles um, of finding like, where do you engage with those families that, um, that you, you don't ever hardly see. You hear Campbell will talk about all of her friends in her class, but like you never get to meet these families because they can't engage with after school activities when you would see the families and everything. So, um, you know, and from that class, um, commonplace was birthed, um, the idea of commonplace, a gathering place for South Knoxville, um, the challenge of a small business coming out of COVID. I mean, so many challenges, um, but there were so many clear signs that that was the direction. Um, I would not advise anybody to do what I did. Uh, again, Heather already mentioned kind of, I'm a jump in two feet, you know, then figure it out. Opening a small business, that is not the best way to do that. But, um, you know, um, there are very much a very healthier, more healthier ways uh, to do that. But um, that has been a challenge, um, you know, just a small business. But it has created some great opportunity um, with with the community and that kind of thing. Um, uh, I know you could probably speak. Heather has a very different uh, vision or view of, of the struggles of that time. Anytime. Anytime. I was going to say, I think think I'm the challenge in the context because, well, because it's not a natural, it's not my natural heartbeat to just, to think of others. I'm just being really honest with you, to like think, oh, I'm cooking a meal for my family and maybe I should make another pot and take it next door. You know, like I just, that's, whereas he is always thinking service, I'm thinking, um, I've worked all, you know, this really long day. I've got, you know, five other things to do tonight and get my kids here and there and all of that. And so, um, so really, I think one of the questions was at what point did you start seeing needs or something? But really, Commonwealth was that, that actually just got my vision more open, my awareness um, kind of attuned to thinking more intentionally about others. And that's what it has to be for me. I have to be intentional about it because it's just not my my sin nature is just more self-centered and I could I could make it sound prettier and talk to about to you about it from a parenting standpoint or from my job standpoint you know but really it's just very self-centered and that I'm just kind of thinking about my world my busyness um and so I'm being very honest and saying I really think I am the challenge that the Lord is constantly working on and trying to sanctify me to start thinking, um, to start thinking about my context in new ways. Well, that might be a yeah. question. Eli, do you have a rebuttal? No, <laughs> no, no, not at no, all. Not at can all. I just can I say something? Um, so I. I appreciate so much your honesty in that because you're not alone. I think a lot of us feel that. Um, But you also know that there's a long list of people that see you as an extraordinary blessing in their lives. So despite that, I'm not taking away from your honesty because it's true and we need to hear that. But you've, you've overcome that 
might not be easy all the time, and you've had such a deep impact on so many people's lives and your community. And so I'll also say, and, and just for, for sake of time, we're, we're going to be coming to an end, but uh, Commonplace Coffee, you walk in there any time, and there are people gathered around tables, student groups, and, and they're not just a bunch of Christians either. There's some Christians, and that's okay. We welcome them too. <laughs> But there's there are people meeting. You are you are connected. I do have a other. quota of Johnson students when they walk in. I'm just kidding. That's true. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there you're connecting with the local businesses around, and and you've you guys have brought people together in your community, and you have no idea the impact that God is working through your presence there, um, and we're only seeing a glimpse of it, but it's powerful, and so appreciate you guys sharing that. Was there anything else you wanted to say before we close? I can talk about this for a long time. I'm a talker, but um, but I won't. But to honor your what you're saying about time, I will say just part of of what of all of this since since we've been in Commonwealth and and seeing the I don't even know what the right word is, but to see what. God has done in Heather's life in that, where she is being very honest about, you know, faking phone calls while she walks in the house, you know, to avoid neighbors so she wouldn't have to talk to them. And she would tell her, she would tell that, she would say, I'm not telling stories, to now where, you know, a lot of times some of the neighbors are the first ones to come across the street or to come to her. And, you know, we, I spoke about new families moving on the road. She's, she's planning like a, a Thanksgiving-ish dinner for the new families that have all moved in, and that's coming in the next couple of weeks. And, like, that's her, you know, and she's wanting to connect with those, those families right there. And, and that, to see what the Lord has done in her life and where God has moved uh, her heart um, has, has meant, like, that, that's... I don't know what the right word there is for me, but that's that's really important and special and keeps me going. So, Thank you guys so much. This is great. I really appreciate you guys sharing. Uh, can I pray for you? Sure. Father, I lift up Eli and Heather to you and their home, Father, and their family. I thank you for placing them in their community for a specific purpose. I thank you for the journey that they've been on together. Uh, though it's been hard in, in many ways, um, their perseverance, their commitment to one another, their commitment to you is uh, inspiring to us, and it's something that we can look to and, and follow after. Uh, they set an extraordinary example for each one of us in this community for what it looks like to love their community. So I pray that you continue to bless them that you continue to use them, that you continue to work through them, even uh, their shortcomings, as we all have. God, you love to work through our weakness, and uh, just grateful um, that you are certainly doing that through these two, and uh, as well as their gifts and their strengths, which we'll talk about shortly. Father, I also want to lift up every person in this room as we go to the tables and we talk about our context just pray that you encourage us, that you remind us that we are not here by accident, we are not in our community by accident, uh, that you want to do an awesome work through each one of us, and you will do that. All we have to do is open ourselves up 
to what you are doing around us and step into the hard things even when we don't want to. So I pray uh, that the conversations that are about to happen are encouraging, uh, that you speak to us in a special way, that you open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you both. All right. All right, so we are going to go to the tables. Feel free to shuffle around so that you have some friends. Um, The questions that we'll process at our tables, this first one uh, we've talked every week um, based on what we've heard from Eli and Heather, what resonated with you or what challenged you. I'm sure there was a lot there that was was, uh, impactful specifically to you and where you're at. The second question, and and we can start with question number two, what is your context? If you've been here the last few gatherings, you've shared that a number of times, so feel free to jump ahead uh, to what is something you'd love to see God doing in your context, okay? As you imagine what what your community could look like, what is something that you hope to see God do? So feel free to share uh, around the tables on those questions, and we'll come back together in about 10 minutes, all right?